Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Welcome. We have Summer Bay's loveliest doctor in the I Don't Know How She Does It house. I'm your host, Alyssa Warren, and we're joined by Home and Away's Penny McNamee. She has a husband, a toddler, and a terrific hack that once you hear about will change your life too. This woman is the queen of lists. We talk about that 3am wake-ups. That time she went to Rob Lowe's house for lunch. The day that I was there, Rob kept running in and out. Rob. My friend Rob. (laughs) Rob kept running in. (laughs) And life behind the scenes on Home and Away. Welcome, Penny. So good to be here. First of all, we start with what time did you wake up this morning? Oh, yeah, it was a rough one this morning. Mm. It was five um, because I needed to be at Palm Beach on set at 6.30, so... And you know what? In winter, waking up at five, it feels like midnight when the alarm goes off. You just think, surely it's not the morning. It's so dark. And freezing. So cold. I want my Ugg boots to work today. So you get off to work. Are you having a coffee in the car or a tea? No. I, um, you know what? I only started drinking coffee this year. Oh, wow. And I think it was, what tipped me over the edge was a toddler and a Mm. full-time job. Mm. It tipped me over the edge. But um, no, so I don't, I'm not someone who desperately needs a coffee, but um, I ended up having one at about 11. That was the first time I really got a break. Nothing's really open at five. Maybe at six you could get a coffee. So you sail through. You haven't yeah. had brekkie and then you must have a big lunch. Well, they feed you on set when you mm. go to location. So when good we're food. at Palm Beach, yes. Oh, good. So, yeah, I was in hair and makeup at 6.30 and then at 7.30 they put on like a big buffet breakfast. And it's really tempting to eat everything there. But then you remember you have to do a scene in your swimmers. <laughs> so you think, oh, maybe I'll skip the bacon and I'll just have the eggs and avo. So it was delicious though. Have a big dinner. Instead. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> Tell me about Summer Bay on a freezing winter day like today. Oh, it's still so beautiful. Yeah. Like Palm Beach is honestly one of the most beautiful places on earth. Um, yes, it is freezing, but this morning there was a pod of about 20 dolphins oh. just swimming right where we were filming and a whale. Mm. It's just amazing. It's beautiful. So, yes, it is cold though, but, you know, you have lots of jackets and hot water bottles and people looking after you. So, you know, as soon as you kind of the director calls cut, you can kind of get warm again. How many days a week are you there at Um, the beach? At the beach, usually uh, two on average, and then about three we film in studio in Redfern. So you're working a five-day week because I know acting comes with its... Odd hours. Yeah, it is. It is very yeah odd um, in terms of schedule, but um, it's typically not five full days a week. So, you know, I will often go. I, most weeks I work for five days, but it's not full time. So this morning, for example, I finished at ten thirty. Mm. So then I've got the rest of the day off, which is great. And then tomorrow I'll film like a full day, maybe a twelve hour day, and then another half day, and maybe a few hours on Thursday, and then a full day Friday, you know. So it's usually, yeah, usually I'd say three full days, two half days maybe. Yeah. So it's not too bad. You kind of need time in between to learn your lines. So you they can't forget your lines? I'm pretty good. I'm so lucky. I'm. Don't tell me numbers. If I ever have to remember a number in a scene, I'm stuffed. But words I'm really quite good at. I think it's just 
practice and, and I'm a singer and in musical theatre you have to learn a lot of lyrics very quickly to a particular beat and so mm. I think I've just got a little bit of a brain for remembering words. But yeah, of course you have moments where you forget them. Um, do you spend nights studying them or oh, like you're so busy, do you ever just go, oh, I'm just going to wing this today? Um, uh, look, in some other shows, you or in some other roles, you can wing it if it's just conversational. But because I play a doctor, mm. try winging like neurocardiogenic syncope. You can't. <laughs> you just can't <laughs> wing words like that. So you have to, I don't know, it's, it is hard to wing it playing the doctor. You, I really do have to study it. So typically when I go to bed at night, Jack goes down about 7.30. Um, I'll usually have dinner, do the... <sighs> do the big shower and all of that, you know, fake tan. And then I'll learn my lines usually, I don't know, maybe just for half an hour I'll look at it the night before. If I have a really big day and lots of medical terms, I'll probably look at it for the couple of nights leading up to it. You have a two-and-a-half-year-old, Jack. Yes. Tell us about him. Oh, he's lovely. He's a terror, these two-and-a-half-year-olds. But he's great. He's a really happy little boy. He's very. He's a real boy, you know. He yes, just wants to kick I the have ball. one of them. Yeah. Kick staff, destroy staff. Yes. It's like I spend my life just picking up items from one room and moving mm. them back to the other. It's mm. just, I don't or know Or emergency, do constantly. Yeah. Don't touch that. Don't yeah, put your hand in we, the PowerPoint. <laughs> we were at the hospital <laughs> on Sunday morning because I thought he'd broken his foot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Turns out he didn't. Hooray! But, you know, jumping off the bed, kicking balls into mirrors. Oh, my gosh, this morning he dropped a rock, a stone, a little stone from my parents-in-law's balcony and it hit their glass pool fence oh, and no. it shattered. <gasps> the whole thing. The whole frame. Like It's probably like a metre by two metres. And just shattered. Oh my god! I felt so bad. Anyway, I didn't really do anything wrong. They're just boys, and they just drop rocks and they smash things, you know. So yeah, I'll be buying a big bunch of flowers for the in-laws next time. Or a new pool fence. Or maybe a new pool (laughs) fence. Depends. Yeah, exactly. Depends how generous they're going to be. It passes so quickly. Literally this morning, my seven-year-old son, for the very first time, didn't give me a kiss goodbye. (gasps) Oh my god! Said, "Mum, everyone's watching." Did you cry? Pretty embarrassing. I just let it go. Oh, said, let's have a cuddle. Did he? Yeah. Oh, but isn't well, that sad? It's big it is, moment. It is sad, but big, big moments moment. for us. Lucky you've got three more. That's why you have three more, right? <laughs> an expensive day for you, an emotional day for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Tell me about Jack in the nights. Does he sleep? Yeah, look, he's pretty good. He, I don't know, a few nights a week he'll still wake up at about three and, you know, want to have a party. And then how do you go to work the next day? Because that's, yeah, I, I mean, know. sometimes once you're there and you're in it and you're off you go and you you're do. fine. Yeah. Um, look, but you have depends. to be on. You do have to be mm. on. And it's really hard to remember lines if you're tired because it's short-term memory. It's mm. really quick. But... Um, Typically, depending on who has to get up earliest the next morning, the other person deals with Jack in the night. So if I've got a five, five o'clock start, Matt will get up to Jack and deal with it. If I'm, you know, not having to be at work or not have a lot of scenes, then I'll get up and deal with it. So we just kind of take turns depending on who's got the bigger day the mm. next day. But yeah, yeah, sometimes you go to work exhausted and go, oh my gosh, give me that's why I started drinking coffee. Give me <laughs> coffee and hopefully I'll remember these medical terms. <laughs> you come from a really large family. Mm. How did your mum do it? Gosh, I ask her that a lot. So mum Tell had, us how, yeah, yeah, mum had five kids um, and she ran, she was a director of a big wholesale gift stationery business um, and my dad ran a company too. And I often ask her that and mum says, because she started having children young and that generation seemed to, mum was 21 when she had her first and 36 when she had her last. So there were 15 years between us and mum's trick was always to have one 
the youngest at preschool before having another. Mm. So the the smallest <laughs> gap between any of us is three and a half because she was like, okay, at least I have only a newborn at home. You know, I don't have two little kids at home with me all the time. Mm. So I think that was her trick. Um, I think we had a nanny come in maybe three afternoons a week after school to help with homework and dinner and giving mum, I think, a bit more time uh, to do her work. And then also because my older sisters were so much older, they were 15 and 13, 12 when the little ones came along, they helped. Like my older sister Mel, her job was to bath me every night. So, you know, they just had, they, we just kind of shared the load, I think. That's great. We did a lot of jobs too. My parents were like big jobs people. Big on chores. Oh, Saturday morning we'd all be waking up at 8am. Well, we lived on a property so it was like mow the lawns, rake the leaves, gardening, vacuuming, like big jobs people. So would you do that to Jack? Um, Oh, not as much. I won't do it as much. I think they did it too much to us and I've told them so. But um, (laughs) no, but I will. I think we'll have a few hours every weekend where it's like, okay, jobs. I'm going to get him to do his washing. You know, age 15, he's doing his own washing. Like, so how do you, be tough. even now, do you have rules at home? Do you have a screen time rule? Um, look, just in the last month, we've started actually trying to not let him watch, have any iPad or iPhone just because we find getting it off him is mm. a tantrum every time. Mm. Whereas television is okay. So often we'll put the TV on. You know when they just get whingy and miserable about six o'clock? I'll put the TV on then. And he'll just watch Peppa Pig or something and I don't really time it just until dinner's ready, I guess. But he seems to be able to be taken away from the TV without a tantrum. But yeah, I've, iPads and iPhones are great in an emergency, I find. Like if I'm in the cafe and I really need to talk to someone on the phone or, um, you know, I'll give it to him as an emergency in the car. If he starts losing it, I'll give it to him. But I try not to just give it to him as entertainment if we're at home, just because he screams too much when you try to take it away. How are the toddler tantrums going? You know what? They really only come about if he's sick Mm. um, and he has had a few colds or if you, yeah, or if it's the iPad or iPhone being taken away. He's been pretty good. Do you have a naughty corner? No, but we haven't had to yet. Mm. I don't know, mate. When do they get? When do they start throwing the full tantrums? I don't know. Is it three? I can't even remember. Yeah, they okay. all just I seem don't. to be yelling at my house. <laughs> yeah, no, he hasn't. Had, he's had a few, and I will get angry at him. But no, we haven't. He's probably had five, I reckon. So it hasn't got to that critical stage yet where I have to have a naughty corner. Is he a good eater? Are you hiding veggies? Um, he won't eat veggies. No, nah, I just. I don't know. You start with something that works for a while, like sausages at the moment. Yes. I'm more about, let's give him enough protein so he sleeps through the night, yes. more so than the veggies. <laughs> I'm just like, great, he's eating a sausage, he'll sleep. <laughs> or, you know, spaghetti. He seems to eat spaghetti, but yeah, he's not great on the veggies. He'll eat fruit. So I feel like, well, at least he's eating some healthy stuff. That sounds pretty good. You yeah. sound pretty relaxed about it because there are some parents that are quite hardcore about getting certain foods into their kids. But how do you oh, feel about nah. that? Oh, <laughs> you know what? Path of least resistance, right? Just go, great. He's eating something and he's not hungry. I'm not giving him sugar. I guess, I, you know, I don't give him junk food. So I feel like whatever he's eating, it's like Vegemite sandwich. We're just simple eaters. Vegemite sandwich, sausage, a bit of pasta with some cheese. Great. As, as long as it works. As long as don't he's aim, not hungry. Don't aim too high. No, just I'm not. keep it simple. Not. You know what? My husband doesn't eat veggies. How am I going to get my kid to eat veggies? <laughs> What's your best piece of parenting advice? Oh, that's such a hard question, isn't it? Mm. Oh... Don't read too much. Mm. I just don't read anything. It's, you know, you do, you do everything wrong if you read stuff. I feel like it's too much screen time, not enough screen time, too much veggies. Not, not, maybe that's not one. <laughs> I don't think you can have enough too veggies. Much veggies. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I didn't read any of the books. I never read any book. I got so many books when I was pregnant and I just thought, no, nah, I'm the mum. I know what's best for my kid. 
So I think, yeah, that's that works for me. But I feel like I wouldn't want to give people that advice because I think some books really do help people. Mm. But for me, that seems to be, I feel relaxed as a parent, I think, because I'm not reading too much about all the wrong things I'm doing. Yeah. Best tricks and hacks. I have a great app that um, I'm so not the spokesperson for, but should be. Um, it's called Wonderlist. And my older sister put me onto it. And it's this li- it's it's an app of lists. I feel like working mothers just make lists all day long. And this one, you can invite other people to join your list. So, for example, we have a groceries list and my husband and I and our nanny are on it. So anytime something runs out, it goes straight in the app and in the list and means on a Sunday when we go to do the groceries, everything's there. We don't have to figure out what we don't have and what we do. Or if you happen to be, to be at the shops, you haven't forgotten the grocery list. It's all in your phone. It's all there. And things like hours, like my... Um, the nanny, our nanny at the end of the week, you know, she'll kind of throughout the week have been writing in the hours list when she'd worked. And so mm. at the end of the week, it's just all there. Mm. And I can just tap into the app and go, great, and pay her. Oh, um, good little app. It's a great app. I also have things like Penny's Life Lessons in my app of just stuff that you go, you get wrong. Penny's Life Lessons. I love yeah. that. Can you can you get your phone out oh, and God. can you read us some of those I, lessons? I don't think I'll be able to read all of them because some of them are really embarrassing. As I said, Matt can't even have a look at these sometimes. Um, okay, here we go. Yeah, but Matt's not going to listen. He's too busy. <laughs> no, he won't. He's too busy. Um, oh, let's have a look. What have I got? If getting in a cab, insist on your route. Oh, how many times do you get in the cab and they think that they know better? And Why you're like, are you getting cabs? Why don't you just Uber? Isn't it the same? It's the same. It's oh, just a driver. Oh, getting from A to B. Yeah. You insist that. But yes. Like rather than yeah, say, no, right. it's much quicker to go under the tunnel and me go, I don't even, I'm oh, not going no. across the city. <laughs> and then I end up in Bondi and go, why didn't I just tell them? I knew the way that. That's, that's, that's a good, a good tip. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, don't suggest catch-ups with friends on the spot. Think about it first and then text. You will always regret it. <laughs> How often does that happen oh. that you're like, someone goes, let's catch up. I'm like, yeah, what are you doing tomorrow time. afternoon? And then you get home and go, what was I thinking? No. I have a billion things to do tomorrow afternoon. Or when you catch up with someone, you're seeing them, you bump into them. Yes. And then they say, we should catch up. Yes. No, no. No, you shouldn't. This is the catch up. <laughs> That's so right annoying, now. isn't it? This is when we're catching up. Because I, I haven't be seen my husband in like five days. Yeah. I need to actually ha- catch up with him before I catch up with you because I haven't seen you in 12 years and I went to school with you and I don't really need to catch up with you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. That sounds really harsh. It's more that you it's just got to prioritise. You have to be harsh. You have to be harsh. Yeah, there's a few things. I can't read some of the others. Come on. <laughs> got one more? Buy presents online ahead of time. Otherwise, they will never arrive in time for the birthday. That's a good one. So how often are you reading this list? Often whenever I add one, I'll go through a bit of a, you know, recap and go, what were the lessons from the last few months? And I'll go through and remind myself. They're really helpful. Oh, here's another one. Always ask which terminal a passenger is arriving at before you pick them up. Do you know how annoying it is to park at Terminal 2 and then get in there and go, oh, and then it's they so say, annoying. oh, no, I'm at Terminal 3. And then you have 3. to run through the car park oh, or wherever. It's like 30 yeah. minutes. Just things like that. And every now and then I just read through them and just to remind myself because otherwise I get so annoyed at myself can if I husband, stuff up again. Can your husband and Opair access this? Matt could access it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and it became so annoying because I'd do something really stupid in my day and then write it in the app and it would ping on his phone. He'd be 
you to work and it'd be like, I don't know, you know, don't buy more potatoes because you have 28 potatoes at home already. And I'd get this smart-ass text from Matt being like, do you buy too many potatoes, babe? No. Oh, shut up. Get out of my life lessons app. So I deleted him from it. He's gone. He's not allowed in it anymore. Every now and then he tries to steep my phone to see what I've written. And it's like, it's my diary, babe. You can't look at it. Speaking of you, babe. I'm a babe. When do you get time to hang out together? Yeah, good question. You know what? Not during the week. Mm. I just, since having a kid and doing this job and Matt doing his company, I think, like, we do see each other at night and we try to, we do try to sit down and have a meal. It might be to 10 minutes, but just that 10 minutes to say hello. Um, the other thing we've decided we try not to do, it's in my life lessons WhatsApp, I mean, little um, app, is not talk about our days until Jack's gone to bed. I found that when he'd get home, Jack and I'd both be there or I'd get home and Matt and Jack would both be there and they'd be like, how's your day? How's your day? And we'd try to have these conversations that just got interrupted all the time and then one of us would get offended because the other one wasn't listening but you're trying to deal with Jack and the dinner. So we've literally, when we come in at night, we just go, hi, hi, kiss, have some dinner with Jack. He goes to bed. It might be like 8 o'clock or 8.30 and that's when you just go, hi, how was your day? And even if you just have five minutes each of just downloading what your day was, that's good. And then the other thing is on weekends, only recently I gave in and I hired a cleaner. Mm. And coming from the family that I came from of like, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Jobs, McNamee, um, I just <laughs> felt like I wasn't allowed to, not that they'd say anything, but I just felt like it's my responsibility to clean up my mess. Mm. And I just found... My weekend was taken up with doing jobs and not spending that time with Matt or Jack. And, and we weren't doing, going and doing something nice as a family each weekend. We were just doing jobs. So I have, I've just, just a few months ago, finally hired a cleaner so that at least we get the Saturday morning to go out and have a nice, I don't know, nice morning at the beach or go for a coffee and go for a play at the park. And that's made a difference to, I think, Matt and me having some time and just the three of us having time together. Yeah, outsourcing. I'm all about outsourcing yeah, these good. days. Yeah, yeah, outsourcing is the best. And I think it's hard. I feel like in your 20s, or well, particularly, I don't know if everyone was like this, but for me, in my 20s, it was all about saving money so that you could, you know, buy a house. And, and so I never wanted to outsource. And I always wanted to, you know, go to, to Aldi. I'd never, um, I'd never go to Coles because it's more expensive than Aldi. I'd want to save my pennies. And now I'm like... Coles Online is my best friend and I'm going to pay that $16 to get it delivered because in that couple of hours it's really important to spend with my husband or spend with my kiddo. So I, I find it hard letting go and just spending the money on those things but at this point right now I just have to do it. And maybe in a few years I won't have to do it but right now that's what's getting us through. Path of least resistance. It is, yeah, it really is. More with Penny McNamee in a moment but first a word from our sponsor. Tell me about work at Home and Away. Are there other working mums there? Do you have a bit of a community there? Yeah, or? a little bit. Um, Pia Miller has two boys and Ada Nicodemo has um, a little boy who's four. So we're probably it with the young ones. But people like Georgie Parker and Lynn McGranger, they've got older kids now, and but they were working and, you mm. know, playing big roles in TV series when their kids were toddlers. So I find that I do have women to go to to ask advice and um just a bit of camaraderie. And our producer, Lucy Adario, she's got two little kids. And so having a boss who has young mm. kids who just gets it, that's amazing. I think that's a real 
that's a real blessing for me in this job, just having her. And even our head of drama for Channel 7, Julie McGoran, she's got two young kids too, like primary school aged. Mm. And so I think having those two women above the get it, that Sets is... the time. Oh, so, yeah. So mm. I'm really lucky having just those two women above too. How, how negotiable is it when you've got something on? Like what if there's something mm. you don't want to miss? Is it flexible at all? I can't imagine it not is. Not really. Because there's like crews you know and yeah. cameramen and makeup people. Like you can't. It's not. And I guess that's the downside of this, you know, this kind of job. But it's my dream job. And it's so many people's dream job that you just go, okay, that's the deal. Yeah. That's the deal. And that's okay. And it's only for a period of time. Um, I don't work weekends. Mm. And that's a great thing. And often, you know, weddings and things are on the weekends. So... What, if you're missing something major during the week, for me, I can't think what it would be at the moment because Jack's not at school. Mm. If I had school-age kids and I needed to be at a school presentation or an athletics carnival, I think that would be a lot harder. But for a two-and-a-half-year-old, they don't kind of have major things during the week that you're going to miss. Um, but I have my weekends. And, and I've worked in theatre for a long time where I didn't have weekends. So I'm actually just really happy having a Saturday and Sunday off, you know. There are some perks too. You went to the Logies this yeah, year. Yeah, I went to the Logies. You're up for a Logie. Yeah, I know. Tell you tell it. It made me feel so young. You tell it. <laughs> I know. You're an overnight sensation, <laughs> oh, but God. been going at it for 15 Longest years. Longest night of my life. Tell yeah. us about the Logies. What's a little insider tip you've uh, got for us? Well, I'll be honest. So I went last year as well, but I wasn't, I think I just aired, I, my first episode had just aired, so no one really knew who I was, which was great because I did everything wrong. <laughs> and I was like, I felt so angry at myself because I'm too old to get this wrong, but I wore uncomfortable shoes mm-hmm. that I hadn't worn in. You know, I just put them on but that night. But that's what the is, isn't it? Well, no, this just... year I did it right. Oh. This year I was like, oh, I just want to be comfortable. And my dress was humongous. Like it was tulle and huge and I like looked like a house but it was so comfortable because it was chill it was so light Mm. and I made sure I had several fittings beforehand not just one so that it was really fit me really well it wasn't too tight wasn't digging in I wore my shoes for like a week and I got comfy shoes too like a solid heel not a stiletto um yeah and I did hairstyle last year I did like a high pony had a headache after an hour this time I was like low hair (laughs) don't want a headache I just did it all right this year I was so comfy so I had a ball you can't have a good time and be uncomfortable I think the biggest blessing in your life was meeting Rob Lowe. Let's talk about that. I'm sorry. Let's put that at the top of the list. He's such a babe. He's like 50-something and he's still such a babe. Isn't he? Hang on. Sorry. Take us back. Okay. How did you meet? So, well, we went to dinner this time. No. Um, We worked on a miniseries together when I was um, 20. I got cast in this miniseries that was filming in Melbourne, but it was an American series called Salem's Lot. And it was my first big role in television. Um, And so, yeah, I got flown to Melbourne. It was all very exciting. And um, he was playing the lead and I was playing a supporting character, supporting lead role to him and he was lovely I had some embarrassing moments on set because it was my first thing where I didn't know what terms meant I remember at one point the director said to me can you take your eye line and I had no idea what that meant and as an actor that's just lingo and it means just look at the other person or look where you're going to be looking in the scene typically that's at the other character the other actor and I had no idea what that meant and Rob was just like hey honey just look at me just look at me it's fine you know like he just he just kind of coached me through a few things that I just really didn't know um and he was lovely and then yeah we went over I went over to LA for the premiere God, it feels like a lifetime ago. Um, and he and his wife, Cheryl, she's a makeup artist and they um, had a few of us over to their place for lunch, which was lovely and very fancy. It was pretty full on. You know, they have like a personal chef and their own personal gym. And oh, wow. Was, do you know what's crazy? The day that I was there, Rob kept running in and out. Rob. 
my friend Rob. <laughs> Rob kept running in. <laughs> I just realised I'm an idiot saying by his first name. But when you meet someone famous, it's so weird to call them just by their first name because you know them as both. Yeah, you right. Know? So and you're like, Rob Lowe, I'm can like, you please pass me the salt? <laughs> I, I literally had to stop myself from saying that. Anyway, he that day I was there, he kept going in and out of the room, talking to his agent and coming back and talking to Cheryl about he was negotiating a contract to play the lead in Grey's Anatomy. And I swear to God I was there the moment he and his wife decided to turn down the role because they didn't think it would go anywhere. Oh, I kid you not. I kid you not. And then about a year later, I'm back in Australia and there's this medical show coming out called Grey's Anatomy and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, he was going to play McDreamy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I know. That's you were there cool. for the moment. I was there for the moment. He was too distracted by you in a fluster. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was like the 20-year-old, you know, oh, I don't know. I hadn't, I hadn't figured out makeup and hair by that stage. I certainly wasn't looking glam. So you have done makeup and hair and all that stuff over the last few years. What's your number one off-duty tip? Blush is my best friend. Right. Yeah, I'm so pale. I just need a little bit of blush and then I can kind of go and on off my you go. way. Bit yeah. of lippy. A little bit of lippy. I don't know if I have a tip. Oh, I'm not very, I'm not very good at that stuff, to be honest. I, I let the professionals do that. <laughs> <laughs> I shave my legs and I'm like, yes, winning. I'm amazing today. <laughs> How do you switch off? Oh, good question. I I like reading. I find I find as an actor, if I watch a series, I become too analytical and mm. I find it difficult to just enjoy. But reading, I don't. I'm not sitting there watching actors' choices and listening for accents and, you know. So, yeah, reading books is how I probably switch off. What are you reading at the moment, Penny? Um, I'm loving all of Leanne Moriarty's books. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm halfway through Three Wishes, which mm. I'm loving. And I lo- like I read Big Little Lies and then watched it. And I love doing that. I love reading a book and then watching the series or the or the movie. Do you exercise? Are you fit? Uh, my older sister Beck says I'm a skinny fat person, which is probably <laughs> true. Like I'm pretty lucky. I mean, I eat well, but I'm pretty lucky that I'm like naturally t- quite thin. And so I feel like I'm quite fit. And then I go and do a Pilates class and I realise I am so unfit and so weak. So actually only in the last few weeks, I feel like I didn't have the capacity to exercise. Honestly, for the last two and a half years, I haven't had the time or the capacity or the energy to go and do it. And I feel like I'm just coming out of the trenches a little bit. And so just in the last few weeks, I've started just going and doing a Pilates class a week. And I'm going to try and stick with it. It's just, it's so good for you. It's just trying to find the energy to do it, you know. And the time, and really. And the time and really. scheduling it in. then you want to spend time doing other stuff. Yeah. Do you, speaking of time, do you miss out on certain things like catching up with your girlfriends? And have you noticed over time that you're, I, I think losing friends is, is the wrong way of putting it, but I guess you reprioritise and shift your relationships right absolutely yeah and and, you know that's hard to do I think it's emotional to do that but I um I was in an interesting position whereby most of my girlfriends started having kids quite young around 26 27 and I at that age Matt and I moved to New York and lived there for four years and so we didn't have our first child until 31 32 and it's hard because then my friends were all back at work by then they were all back at work their kids were in primary school and so, yeah, I really did have to shift my friendships a bit. I'll make an, make an effort to bond with the girls who are in my stage of life. It's just, I just found it too hard to try to stay in touch with my friends on a weekly basis. You know, mm. those friends that you just need on a weekly basis. 
um, I found that I had to let those ones go and try to invest in ones that were in my stage of life. Yeah. And that's been great. Like I've, you know, I've made some beautiful friends that have two-year-olds and that, you know, are doing weird hours like I am and that's great. And, um, you know, then every few months I catch up with the girlfriends that kids, the kids are at school, mm. will have a dinner, you know. How do you keep in touch with your girlfriends? Are you a texter or a phone caller? Um, quite a few of my girlfriends have now recently moved to Melbourne. Um, so typically I will call, um, usually on my lunch breaks. I like to mm. kind of go, I'll go and find a cafe and sit down and have a meal and call a girlfriend. I'm someone who needs to speak to my girlfriends during the week. I found when I first started this job, I didn't have the energy um, to have much of a social life and I found not having that social life sucked more energy out of me. Like I actually need – it's better for me to be tired and sleep deprived and to have seen my girlfriends and to have been social than it is for me to have had plenty of sleep and not seen my girlfriends. And So, yeah, that was a bit of a learning curve for me. It's in my life lessons list. Uh, <laughs> catch up with your girlfriends during the week. It's good for your mental health. That's what I found. <laughs> what is your motto or mantra that you live by? Oh, wow. That's a good one. My, my dad says it to us all the time. Um, no hide, no Christmas pudding. And I think it just kind of means like if you don't put yourself out there and you don't have the guts to just kind of make the hard phone call and, you know, you're not going to get the rewards. So I do think I do think of that quite a lot um, and make the hard phone calls. That's something my parents always said. People who get somewhere in life make the hard phone calls. Next big goal for you? Oh, you know what? I'd love to sing at Carol's in the Domain. Whoever oh. is listening to this, if you run the Carol's in the Domain, pick me. <laughs> I sung at the Carol's in the Domain with like the cast of Wicked. I was in the musical Wicked and so we did it as a cast and I loved it. But I just would love to sing a solo at Carol's in the Domain. What's the best song? Oh, oh Holy Night, isn't it? Is it? I oh, don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. That's a hard one. Yeah, but it's thrilling and it's just so magical. And I just I love Christmas carols and... I don't know. I just think that would be really magical. Most people's, you know, are probably saying, I'm going to go and win an Oscar. I'm like, I just want to sing a Carol's in the Domain. <laughs> I don't aim high. Just, I reckon just that's give me a ball high. gown and a microphone and I'll just, and a Christmas carol. And you'll have a good time. And I'll be so happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have made us so happy. Thank you so much for your time today, Penny. Well, thanks, Alyssa. It's been fun. That's all for I Don't Know How She Does It with the lovely Penny McNamee. We'd love to hear from you. So if you want to get in touch or you have a suggestion for a guest on our show, call the pod phone on 02899 or email us at podcasts at mamamia.com.au. You can buy any book mentioned on our podcast from iBooks at apple.co forward slash mamamia where you can also subscribe to all our other shows in the one place. This show was produced by Kelly Glover. Executive producer of podcasts at Mamma Mia is Monique Bowley. Head of entertainment, Holly Wainwright. My name's Alyssa Warren. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Barbie. You can be anything. 